With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather around the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron. Well, I was comforted with this today. Um, I'm actually going to pick up a different book, and it's uh, it's the best book of all. It's 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 the Bible. It's the Holy Bible, and I, I read it usually about two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. So if if uh, if you wake up in the middle of the night too because you can't sleep, maybe your heart is troubled, or maybe you just had uh, too much to eat. Uh, look at it as a time where God may be calling you to a time of of joining Him, and and maybe like me, you'll just meet Him in the living room. And, and talk with him. That's what brings me peace when my heart is troubled. And I remind my own soul that God is working all things together for good and that he promises never to lose us, never to forsake us, never to leave us. And he makes even better promises than that in the scriptures. And I want to read those to you today because I read them last night. I'm reading out of Psalm 37. Psalm 37 is uh, entitled here in, in, in this version of, of the Bible, the heritage of the righteous and the calamity of the wicked. You've heard me say before that uh, covenant keepers win. That is those who are in uh, relationship with God win at the end of the day and covenant breakers lose. They're cut down and they're crushed. And they're defeated and destroyed by God every time. You just have to stick around long enough to see the end of the story. You know how it goes. Uh, if, if you just stop in the very beginning of the Bible where Adam and Eve rebelled against God and they were thrown out of the garden, you'd think, oh no. If you stopped right at the flood, you'd say, the world was just drowned. Oh no. If you stop right at Israel being put into captivity for 400 years in Egypt, you'd say, oh no. But you know not to say, oh no. Because you know that God's not finished with the story yet. And even when Jesus is crucified and nailed to a cross, the most innocent man who ever lived, unjustly murdered, you don't say, oh no, because Friday's tragedy was just the setup for Sunday's victory. The resurrection where, where God laughs at the foolishness of his arrogant enemies who thought that they had... Uh, derailed the plans of God to reconcile the world to himself and actually defeated death by dying on a cross. The devil thought he had won on Friday, not knowing he had checkmated himself by killing the Lord of glory. Hallelujah. Can I get 10 people to, to just join me and say, amen. I feel like I'm in a church right now. Check this out. I got to put on my glasses. Do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Do you ever fret because of evildoers? I don't know about you, but I see evil on the horizon. I see it coming over, over and pouring down over the mountains, coming for the righteous and the good. And sometimes... It is, it is tempting to fret and to worry and be filled with anxiety. Do you ever feel that way? I know you do because you're telling me uh, on, on, uh, on social media. 
you're watching on Instagram and Facebook and you're telling me this. I understand that feeling. In fact, Jesus was tempted with at all points and he can sympathize with our concerns. It's almost as though there's so much evil that it's like there's powers of darkness that are trying to work all things together for evil for those who love the Lord. I think that's true. But God says, don't fret about the evildoer. He says, don't even be envious of the workers of iniquity. Don't want what they have, their power, their money, going to their parties, uh, their influence. Don't even want what they have. You may think, man, they're the ones who are getting ahead. Those are the ones who are, who, are, who are getting the best and we're getting the short end of the stick. God says, hold on, wait till the end of the story. Let me tell you what's about to happen to them and what's about to happen to you if you stay faithful. He says, they shall soon be cut down like the grass. You guys, I cut my grass here all the time. In fact, lately, my, my wife's actually asked me not to cut the grass because she actually loves cutting the grass. I think it's something about the fresh smell of the grass. And uh, it's a great little workout. We've got an acre of land here and we're mowing the grass. It's nothing. It's no effort for, for us to cut grass. The grass has no ability to resist the cutting down of the blade in my mower. And in the same way, the wicked have no ability to resist the hand of God cutting down evildoers with his blade of justice. I mean, God's judgment is thorough. And it's not a difficult thing at all for God to cut down the evildoer. So why should we fret? That's the point of this, this passage. And they will wither as the green herb. I got this just as a little uh, visual. Here's an herb from my garden. This is mint. In fact, it's one of my favorite herbs. Oh, that smells so good. I uh, mixed that up with a little watermelon. And uh, I, 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 my cooking, my, my chef is coming out of me. But he says, look, don't envy these. Don't envy these. Because the evildoer may look like he's prospering, but soon he's going to be replaced with this. He's going to dry up. He's going to dry up like the green herb, and he's going to be cut off from all of his nourishment. He will no longer be able to, to prey on the, 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 the poor and the needy. He'll no longer be able to prey on people's fears. God's going to cut him off or her off, and she's going to wither up like this herb that has no more life left in them. So don't fret. Don't envy what they have. Don't want what they don't want what they have taken. He says, trust in the Lord and do good. So put off the fretting and the jealousy and put on trusting God and do good. So you have the evil doers and we're to be the good doers. He says, look what he, look what he promises. He says, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. You see, we will be like like an herb that is never cut off because we can feed on the nourishment of the faithfulness of God. And how long does his faithfulness last? Forever, never ends, always green, like a tree planted by streams of water, always bearing fruit in season, feeding on God's faithfulness, trusting in him. He says, delight yourself also in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Let that encourage you right now. It encourages me. God's saying, you don't need to fret. That's not helping. Don't envy them. And I don't because I've been to their parties and they're overrated. Instead, trust in God. Feed on his faithfulness. And guess what? It changes your frame of mind and, it, and your heart grows 10 sizes. Kind of like the Grinch. Remember, he, he suddenly became 
uh, generous and, and his heart grew 10 sizes. God expands my ability to appreciate his faithfulness when I'm trusting in him and when I'm delighting in him. And then he gives us the desire of our heart. And what's the desire of your heart? For, for, for rightness to overcome wrongness, for good to swallow up evil. And he promises that's where the story is headed. He says, commit your way to the Lord and trust in him. That's what I'm doing right now. Why am I in my backyard lighting a campfire? Because I've decided to commit my ways to God, believing that he will bring it to pass. And the way I'm walking is saying, God, if I pray and humble myself and turn from my wicked ways, and I join my brothers and sisters in this, and corporately as the, as the family of faith, we walk in covenant with you, I believe that you're going to bless us. And I'm believing by faith that God will bring this to pass and he will rout our enemies. In fact, that's where the story's headed. He says, he will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. You commit to doing good and he will take your rightness and make it shine like the sun. He will make it bright for all to see, just like the middle of the day sunshine. I love what C.S. Lewis says. He says, I believe in the sun, not because I see it, but because by the light of the sun, I see everything else. And I believe that when God, when people see what we are doing as the family of faith, as part of the American Campfire Revival, or your small group at home, or your faithfulness in church, or your efforts to advance the kingdom of God and amplify light in the world, that that will help them to recognize darkness and evil too and praise God in heaven that he opened their eyes and he'll, they'll join us and be part of the army of compassion, bringing heaven to earth. Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think Traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do. CHM is the faith-based alternative to insurance. And most importantly, with CHM, we know that our money is going to help other fellow Christians when they're in need. And this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to healthcare. Are you tired of your healthcare the same old way and want to do things the better way? I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's healthcare. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. God is, is, is encouraging us here with these words. He's saying, don't fret. Don't be afraid. You do good and I will make your goodness and rightness shine like the sun. Then he tells us, rest in the Lord. I don't know about you but I love to rest. Sometimes my heart is restless. Is yours? He says, rest in the Lord. 
What does that mean? Rest in his faithfulness. Rest in his, in his power. Rest in his undying loving kindness toward you. Think about that. And wait patiently for him. Don't, don't, don't rush things. God's working it out. He's not forgotten how, how, how wicked and evil they are. He's working everything out perfectly according to his timing. And don't fret because of him who prospers in his way. Because the man who brings wicked schemes to pass is not going to win. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Don't fret. It only causes harm. My friend Jay Younce, who uh, has a, a beautiful podcast called Everyday Talk 24-7. He's, he's, he's one of my, my Gandalfs that give me wisdom, and I'm so grateful for him. If you haven't subscribed to his YouTube channel, you should. Everyday Talk 24-7. He's reminded me that God tells us that our bodies were not made for anger, and we're not made for, for the wrath that we feel inside. Righteous indignation? At the right time, for the right purpose, yes. But anger, uh, just just that low-level feelings of wrath and hatred, we're, our bodies are not made for that. In fact, we're made to trust in God. We're made to rest in God. The Bible says we do that and it's health to our body, it's strength to our bones. And here's why we can do it and feel confident. For evildoers shall be cut off. But those who wait on the Lord, they will inherit the earth. For yet in a little while, the wicked shall be no more. Did you hear that? It's just a little while and the wicked shall be no more. Because God is a God of, of righteousness and freedom. Indeed, you will look carefully for his place for the wicked. But it shall be no more. The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. And I, and I love this final nail in the coffin of the wicked. The wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. I see that right now. I see the wicked plotting against the good guys. I see it all over the media. I see it all over... Uh, I see it in so many different industries. In fact, I had, I had coffee today with two friends. A good and just and kind and righteous friend is a doctor. He is a good man who has spent his life raising his family and helping people. And he was fired from his job because of a mandate that came down from the boss. I have another friend who is a pilot for 33 years. He's a good man. He's a great dad. He is a fine friend. He is a lover of liberty and a child of God, blessing people, the kind of person you want at your side. And he was just informed that he will be terminated because of his deeply held convictions and his love for freedom. Mandates that don't come down from God almost always produce bondage and death. The wicked gnash their teeth, 
but the Lord laughs at them. God has the last laugh against the joker. God is not fretting over the plans of a wicked government or corrupt organizations that rip people's freedoms away from them. God is not intimidated. He laughs for he sees that their day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword. They've bent their bow like they're about to crush the, the, the good guys. And yet their sword shall enter their own heart and their bows shall be broken. You see, we've got, we have got God on our side and we don't need to fear evil. He is the great soldier. He is the great lion. And he can cut down the evildoer. So we don't need to fret and be filled with wrath and anger. We can rest in the Lord, delight ourselves in him, and commit our ways to God. Do we need to fight against evil? Yes. Do we need to stand up and speak up? Yes. Do we need to do it quickly before it's too late? Yes. But while we do that, we do not need to be worried because we understand that God is working all things together for good, including the defeat of evil and wickedness and the upholding of his children. We're just in the middle of the story, folks, and it's a nail biter right now. But think deeply about this. Read through this psalm yourself, Psalm 37. And let it sink into your heart. Covenant keepers win because God is their father and he has made promises to never leave us and to always strengthen and uphold us and help us. And he's got lots of skin in the game. His son died on the cross. Flesh was ripped out and blood was spilled to ensure victory and blessing and honor and glory for God and for his kids. So I'm not worried how it ends. I just want to be faithful in the chapter that God has placed me and you in. Hey, thanks for joining me again today at the American Campfire Revival. So God bless you. Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.